Firstly, I must apologise because I'm bunged up. <laughs> which is... It's not, not that noticeable. Thank you. I've done 200 of these and this is the first one I've done with a cold. Uh, I was glad we did it uh, this week, not last. So I've had quite a quiet weekend. Apart from Watford beating United 4-1, it's quite a dull weekend. I don't have a photo with Ian Wright. I could do a photo with Ian Wright's book, but one <laughs> seems like a prerequisite. He's so nice. He seems like a national treasure, Ian Wright. I wish, he, I, wish I could have linked him in some way to the book because he's, he's mentioned it in so many of the chapters. Um, and yeah, I, I, I am quite friendly with the Roadcastle family and I know they approached him about it, but I didn't oh. hear anything. But... Um, yeah, because he did that, well, he's obviously wrapped up with television now, but a couple, well, 18 months, two years ago, he was doing that regular podcast with Unsung Heroes, you know, Unlikely yes. Heroes, and some of the people in the book would have been absolutely perfect oh, for that podcast. So I thought he might have been quite intrigued by it. Certainly not. Busy, busy. He's really, because I, I read his book, and he said that the first time when he was an entertainer, he was almost told to be something he wasn't, whereas now he's actually getting to be himself. Did a chat show years yeah. ago, Friday night, on Channel 4, yeah. Which yeah. no one mentions. I read Mo Gilligan's book, and he said only he was the first black guy to have a chat show since Richard Blackwood. But everyone All forgets right. Ian Wright had one. No, he's a natural. He's just naturally charismatic, isn't he? Correct. I think yeah. Jerome Anderson is his agent. Yes. And Jerome, yes, yes. Jerome's son Miles played football with my brother, and I think oh, I, okay. I think I was at their house once for some reason. But I have, I have two pages of notes, and this could take forever, but I'll try and keep you until just after three, unless you have to disappear. An hour? Crikey, OK. No, we can, we can do an hour easily. <laughs> easily. Right, well, I've got, I've got, I'm going to have a dog that's been desperate for a walk, but um, we'll see how we go. All right, we'll, we'll leave that in. What's the dog's name and breed? Murphy, Border Collie. Very old, 16. He doesn't walk very far, but he does need to get out and stretch his legs. That's right, yeah, 16. This would be like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was walking in London with a friend and there was this elderly gent, probably 96 years old, who was obviously on his daily constitutional. And it was so slow, but good on him for getting outside. Because as, as one gets older, and I'm finding this as I creep up to 34... Um, not quite where you are, uh, at Guna Dave 66 supporter of Arsenal for 45 years since the glory days of Stapleton and Sunderland and Bob Wilson. Was he still in goal in 76? Yeah. No, no, no. Pat Jennings. Pat Jennings, whom I have. Well, Jimmy Rimmer, actually. Jimmy Rimmer, when I first started supporting Arsenal, probably. He's a so, name yeah. that never really gets mentioned in the same breath as Jennings, but he must have been quite well, good. Oh yeah, but he was post Man United, and it was he came to Arsenal after Wilson when Arsenal had three or four awful years where they only just survived relegation three years in a row in seventy four, seventy five, seventy six. So you he see? certainly wouldn't be synonymous with success. It could always yeah. be worse. Uh, and Dave Seeger, we're talking a couple of weeks after I went to the Emirates because my mum's partner right. Martin has season tickets, and he always right. invites me to see Arsenal Watford. Uh, and okay. some of those games were brilliant. Okay. Okay. Some yeah. some of them weren't. Uh, and it was I was quite happy because it was the first time I'd ever seen 1-0 to the Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. What did you That's and Alex Brooker make of it? Did you go? Well, I don't... Um, I sat next to Alex for about five years, but he moved um, to a posh seat about the season before COVID. So uh, I still see him quite often, but I don't sit with him anymore. I so, spotted uh, him once. He was... Uh, 
in Holborn and he was sitting down, obviously discussing TV ideas. And I was just, I was sitting on my phone. I just said, just seen you, Wenger out. Um, I think it was that era. But Wenger is out. Um, the net spend was nine figures. Arsenal have nothing to complain about. No, no, no. It's all good. It's a very exciting time to be an Arsenal supporter. I'd say if you're any supporter of any club, when you see your homegrown players to the fore, it's always a good time. And when you see your homegrown players to the fore and you're winning more than you're losing, it's even better. You know, to secure the likes of Saka and Smith for a long term, you know, we've got them three or four years, but we're going to have to start winning trophies because they are that good. Um, and, and they won't, however much they love the club, you know, when you're that good, um, when the big clubs come calling, you, you know, if you're a club that isn't winning trophies, as we saw for so many years in the later Wenger era, your top players will leave. Mm. So we have to start competing. Yeah, uh, I mean, Arsenal and Southampton were akin to one another, whereas in the, the glorious Imperial Wenger period, uh, I think even United players wanted to go to Arsenal because of that yeah. brilliant, unbeaten stretch of 49 games, which, as we forget, one of the best periods of consistency in the history of the professional game. And I think that was sort of the zenith. Seven years into the Wenger era, you, you could name the first 11. In fact, you probably can from that you know period. Do you know something? I'll give you an unusual fact. That first 11 that you could name played together twice in 38 games that season. It's, not until April. It's very similar to what happened with Man United in the, the double winning season. Uh, that The best United 11 you could think of, 12 games. So it was a squad. Wenger had a, an impressive squad in that case. No, Arsenal, that, that first 11 actually played against Liverpool in April, the game that we went down and came back with an honorary hat-trick, and against Leicester in a final game of the unbeatable season. That's the only time those 11 players played together. So we two games in 38 in April and May. That is a, that is a fact worthy of Stato. Well, you've got to remember, you had, you had Ray Parler, you had Antonio Reyes, you had Gal Clichy, you had, I mean, bloody Pascal Sigan played 17 games for crying out loud, you had Edu played 20 games, 25, they, they, they were rotational, they were absolutely rotational. You know, so. Because there was a, yeah. a system... We even played 10 games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a system in place, um, mm. and so long as the system worked and people were passably fit, it worked, and also just... The manager hadn't been caught up. The manager was still, at that time, one step ahead. And United were going through a big transition period. Chelsea didn't have the money yet. Liverpool uh, were doing all right, but not fantastically. Uh, so it was Arsenal's time. Yeah, also, football's different in that these days everyone seems to think you have to have partnerships. And, you know, he's no good unless he plays with this type of player or whatever. You know, didn't, it, as an Arsenal fan, I can honestly tell you, even without Vieira, we never thought we'd lose. You know, it doesn't matter whether Edu came in, whether Parler came in. You know, you had Gilberto and Vieira, yes, but the other two were interchangeable. It didn't matter. You know, Edu could play the defensive role or the box to box. So could Ray Parler. It really didn't matter. And we only had four. You know, we didn't use. We had those four central midfield players the whole season. But it wasn't a case of, oh, Ramsey's no good because he's not playing with the right type of player or, you know, party needs the right, Shaka needs a different type of partner or party needs a different type of partner. It's constantly, in the modern era, it seems to be excuses. You know, mm. just if, if, if you're that good, it doesn't make any difference. You just adapt. I'm just trying to overlay that onto the Arsenal of 22 because this Arsenal team, if you've said, um, and it, it is quite amazing, the transition from 
the end of the Wenger era until now. I don't know how many players in the Arsenal team uh, from the uh, Europa League final actually played any meaningful part this season. I guess two Only or three. Lacazette, Abamian, Lacazette, Maitland-Niles. Well, Maitland-Niles wouldn't have played any meaningful part of that season. Not in the Europe. Well, he might have played a couple in the early rounds. But no, yeah, maybe if you include him. Bellerin obviously would have been if he'd stayed, but no. Not many. Arsenal fans have been clamouring and clamouring for spend some effing money, come on, Stan, put your finger out. What is your... <laughs> Your view. We're here to talk about your books, by the way, and you get your football library card with an Arsenal player of your choice on it. So have a think about that. The current Arsenal era, there are no complaints. You just have to sit and wait and get better and support the team and the stadium looks magnificent. That's one of the, the great things about that Arsenal-Watford game I went to. Great place to watch football. Mm. Yeah, and the atmosphere seems a lot better now. Now our football's back and the crowd's back and a slightly different makeup maybe of crowd and the atmosphere, which we've always been criticised for, has been excellent this season. Um, really getting behind the team. And I think that the, having the, the, the Smith, Rowe and Saka element, if you like, having that song and the, the homegrown players to get behind makes such a difference. But not only that, the Aaron Ramsdale factor, you, you, you know, he just cannot be so ebullient. He just he revs the crowd up and he just, you know, he loves it when he makes his save. And, you know, it's infectious. It's all very well saying that, you know, you, you should get behind the team. The team has to get you behind them as well. It's a two-way street. And at the moment, We've got it both ways, which is great. You know? mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not always been the case. Certainly wasn't the case in the, in the later Wenger years of the Emery era. Some of his kicking was not brilliant against Watford. He had to apologise a couple of times. Yeah, but that's the first game this season where that's been the case. And it's, it's, it's actually incredible, the accuracy. If you look, look at some of the past maps from some of the games, it's, it's, it's astonishing how accurate over long range his passing is. Lena was a brilliant shot stopper, but he was not good you know, for that, that way of playing, or not good enough. You know, it's like Joe Hart when Pep came in and replaced Joe Hart straight away. There's no one questioning whether Joe Hart was a great goalkeeper. We all knew he was. But he wasn't fit for playing the way that Pep wanted to play. And sometimes football's like that. It's like when Lukic was ditched for Seaman. And, you know, we couldn't believe it as fans. But, you know, George Graham got it right. And, yes, and not by half. That double winning team, the, the this was before my time. Uh, I remember the double season and the invincible season, but not the cup double. The League Cup, FA Cup. Season, Steve Morrow, Tony Adams, Alan Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 93. The 93 team, which is coming up incredibly to 30 years. And there's one player who isn't here to, to celebrate. So who do you want on your library card? Whose imprimatur do you want? Anyway, it, would, it would actually probably be David Rowcastle, Brady and Rowcastle, because that's my you know era. Brady was the player that you know, I first loved, but I wasn't going then. I only t- I saw, only saw him play twice live, but you know, when I started going as a teenager, that was the team with all those young players coming through. Thomas Rodecastle, you know, Davis was already inside, Adams, Keogh, you know, all the youngsters coming through, Niall Quinn, Martin Hayes. So that was that was my era. So yeah, Rocky would be mm. yeah, would be my man. Quite right. And I keep saying, even Ronaldinho seems like a figure from the distant past, but because Twitter and highlight reels weren't really omnipresent till the end of the two thousands. Even someone like Ronaldinho doesn't figure so highly in people's estimations, but you mentioned Brady and Rowcastle. These are two of the most fantastic Arsenal players whose uh, who's highlight reels... Certainly, um, Rowcastle comes across from what I've read about him, including in, in books about him, just as a strong, intelligent player who was almost ahead of his time, who unfortunately got injured and then personal life was... Uh, Kept him off the pitch for a while as well. I'm very 
close to uh, his son Ryan. Um, met both his daughters uh, and his wife several times. I was invited to the premiere of the uh, Wrighty and, uh, and Rocky um, from Broccoli to big time film at the Emirates, the premiere by the family. So mm. yeah, pretty close to the family, but uh, never met David, unfortunately. The spirit of David Rocastle is strong in this book, Arsenal for Everyone, which uh, we're speaking five days before you officially launch it. This will go out afterwards so a big well done hopefully it will um it will come after a 5-0 thumping of our saudi arabia fc because the the book is launched (laughs) after the newcastle game which is a lunchtime kickoff this coming saturday if my mum's partner martin is going i will direct him towards it and i'll ask him to pick me up the book book is the book was launched obviously it's available and you can buy it through the publisher but it's the official arsenal launch if you like Mm -hmm. it's it's, um is on Saturday, yes. Yeah. So um, directly after the game. In fact, it just went live on Arsenal.com about ten minutes before we started chatting, and my Twitter timeline's gone absolutely bonkers. So it's one of those things. It's like it's like you know you know Arsenal are buying a player, but you don't know it's actually happened until you see it on Arsenal.com. Well, I've known for some time that this was an Arsenal back book, and I knew about the launch. And, <laughs> but to see it on the Arsenal website is um, is still a special moment, you know, when they're actually promoting my book, my club. It's uh, quite a thrill. Double Mazeltov. Arsenal for everyone is the book out on Legends Publishing, but it will be available hmm just in time for Christmas uh, in the yeah, Armoury. Is it in the Armoury? The, the launch is in the Armoury, um, and they also so you can buy it on Arsenal.com or Arsenal Direct at the shop as well. Yeah. Um, and and say Legends Publishing, and there will be a secondary event. Uh, at the Tollington pub before the Saints game on the 11th of December for those, uh, you know, you don't get one of the first events. I I can tell you that obviously there will be official club guests joining me to sign the book. Yeah, I will have been joined by, I know, Per Mertesacker. Um, I'm waiting to hear if there's going to be a second guest. I know that is, the, I know that they got in mind, but I haven't heard confirmation of Jack Wilshere yet. But they're, they're the two, but Per is definitely joining me. Ooh. Um, He's yeah. a big effing German. Yeah, absolutely. And also, well, you know, you can see it from the club's perspective. It's easier to get somebody of that stature who isn't involved in the first team. I mean, the only first team player who could have done it would be Granite Shaka, really, because of injury. Mm. Uh, but uh, does a lot with the Arsenal community side of the club anyway. You know, he's always he's always putting his hand up to do charity events and stuff for the community side of the club. So he was a perfect fit as far as the club are concerned. I did actually have Charlie Bustino lined up, who hasn't made his debut yet, but obviously everyone's talking about as the next sort of, you know, Jack Wilshere type player for Arsenal um, but the club decided because he hadn't made his first team debut that it was too much uh, too much to put him forward even though I personally arranged that with Charlie so, I was going to say get Alex Scott but she'll be in Manchester doing football focus at the time I think her times well, would be too tight or, or, or any other television programme you get to mention <laughs> she, she really has had a meteoric rise she's, uh, she's fabulous her and Michael Richards <laughs> if one of them isn't on it they're ill um, yeah, but Michael Richards isn't doing his own game show every day as well, is he? That's... Oh, I didn't know Alex is doing the game show. Um, you know, the game show on the BBC every day. The House of oh, Games? It's called the Tournament. It's called the Tournament or something. Oh, OK. Office. Yeah, they're really going big on Alex Scott. I knew her before she was an evening TV star because I used to go along to Borehamwood to see the Arsenal ladies. Um, and Alex looked... It, she was coming to the end of her career, but she still looked like a player who had played for England a hundred times. Um, and yeah, Arsenal. I made, Arsenal. My, I made my television debut with her actually for a film. It was called London Television with Jason Cundy had a show. Uh-huh. Uh, same thing you understand in the mail that they had a sort of London centric sports channel for a while. 
and Jason was the presenter, but he had Alex on as a guest at the same day I was on as a guest on my sort of... Uh, so I was actually on the same show as Alex, a minor claim to fame, <laughs> on a now-defunct channel. <laughs> but, uh, the figure who I think Arsenal fans... Where's the Vic Akers statue? When is Vic Akers going to get his statue? I mean, he's not going to want one, but they'll give it to him anyway. Yeah. Well, that's Menga needs one first, doesn't he? Vic's an absolute legend. I was fortunate to meet him a few times. He came to... Uh, he came to do a book signing for one of my well, my first book, the Geordie, Geordie Armstrong book, uh, Geordie Armstrong on the Wing, uh, in 2014, because he's quite close. He was very, very close to Geordie and he wanted to be involved. So he, he came and did a book signing at a bookshop in Cambridge with myself and the Armstrong family. So, yeah, I was lucky, to, lucky enough to meet him. He's very humble, very, very likeable, affable chap, as you probably imagine. I haven't met him. I, I actually have a vested interest in what Pear is doing because I'm writing this book about the Youth Cup and... Uh, Mertesacker will be in charge of the team. Is he in charge of the under 18s or the 20s? Well, no, he's just in charge of the whole academy. Okay, the academy. So he's head of the academy, the whole end. So he doesn't you know, he doesn't manage any individual team. He, he oversees the whole youth academy. Arsenal. Yep, and it's up to him to try and. Well, you can spend 150 million pound on a team, but it's more useful to fill a lot of squad places, both for quota and Brexit reasons, with just top local are, talent. And there are several. And there are several. You know, Charlie's just one of them, you know. Uh, Omar Richardson, you know, Kiddo Taylor-Hart. There's a lot of people in that under-23 side that could well be knocking on the door in the next couple of years. So, you know, it's, it doesn't happen very often. You know, it happened at Arsenal in the 80s, it happened at Man United in the 90s. It doesn't happen very often that you get a team made up of a core of, you know, homegrown, and, and even less so in the modern era. So it, it's, it's that much more special when it does happen. Because it didn't really happen under Wenger. Not at all. You know, you had the odd exception. You know, actually told Jack Wilshere, but in general terms, it didn't matter. Which it was a, we, we gave opportunities to players a lot, a lot in the League Cup, but then none of you know none of them really broke through in the Premier League side. Which is a shame. Yeah, we, I completely overlooked. I've only just reminded myself. But yes, United built it on Gig Skulls, Neville, Beckham, but Neville, Arsenal. Yes, they tended to buy in top talent, although Anelka came in because of the connections. Um, were you pro or anti-Anelka? Oh, I loved him as a player, but he was badly advised by his brothers, wasn't he? He never should have gone to Real Madrid when he did. But, you know, he bought a training ground in Thierry Henry, so Arsenal fans don't mind that. Uh -huh. um, mention of Henry. He's coaching and doing punditry. I can't remember where he is now. He's the assistant to Martinez of Belgium at the moment. That sounds legitimate. I don't, I don't think he's involved in a club side. He was, obviously. He has tried in America and at Monaco, but it's not really worked out very well for him, I don't think. And yet it is seeming to work out with Mikel and also with Freddie Lundberg, um, who is coaching well, as well. Well, so Freddie. I mean, more so, what about Patrick Vieira? Patrick Vieira is the current one who's doing very well, if you want to talk about that era. I'm so yeah, pleased I'm, for him. I, 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 yeah, I watched the obviously, was at the Palace game recently, and he... he he had them well-drilled, well-drilled against Arsenal. I mean, we were lucky to get away with the draw that game. He had them functioning, you know, with lesser players. That's always, that's, that's always a sign of a good coach for me. If you've got lesser players and you get the results, it just means they're well-drilled and everyone knows their jobs. And it was, that was very much what I saw when I watched Vieira's Palace this season. Um, and, of course, if Arteta should choose to leave, perhaps Barcelona will call him back uh, if they can afford him. The, the gap will yeah, be well, there. I think Vieira will be very popular, a very popular next manager at Arsenal, definitely. It's interesting to... We'll talk about Geordie Armstrong shortly, but while we're talking about the Wenger era, I haven't read his memoir. I haven't seen the film. 
Uh, I did read that long interview uh, in The Guardian about a year ago to coincide with the release of Wenger's book. Did he say anything? No, I didn't. No, ah. I, I'm not ready. I had no inclination to read it, but I gather it was very, very, very disappointing from everyone I know. He didn't reveal anything. And was, I mean, if, if, he, if people had said he would have done that and, and was, I probably would have bought it, but people bought it early and it, everyone was saying straight away, wow, how dull. That is not a Wenger book. You know, that's not what we're expecting, which is a real shame. Although I think this film uh, is a bit more revelatory. Oh, OK. Uh, in the football library... Uh, we have programmes, magazines, videos, DVDs and documentaries, but several books. There are four of yours. We've mentioned two of them, Arsenal for Everyone and Geordie Armstrong on the Wing. Uh, very quickly, uh, those two other books, because this is book number four, there was quite a fun little book, uh, which is called Arsene's Double Double, A Cool Cat in His Magic Hat. Are you still in touch with the illustrator Poorly Drawn Arsenal? Luke, yeah, yes, yeah, he's very popular on Twitter. I mean, that's hugely so. Uh, hopefully, I have something to do with that because I mean, he was he was he was quite a, a leash account in those days, but he's huge now. He's huge on Instagram. Uh, just very, very funny the way he just you know you know he just takes moments and produces sort of cartoon art very quickly. He's a very talented. He would say he's not talented at all, but he is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just fitted with the pro. I, when I started doing the sort of rhyming couplets uh, as a sort of unique idea or novel idea, a way of. I mean, in those two books, in those two seasons, every single goal and every match is described. Yeah, you know, there's nothing missed, but it's all done in in poetry, rhyming couplet form. And it, it reminded me a bit of Doctor Zeus. Not that I'm comparing myself, obviously, to, to that level, but it, it just seemed appropriate to have cartoon art alongside the style of book. So that's when I approached him. Yeah, it, was, uh, it fitted well. Fitted well. I do not like it in the air. I do not like it. I didn't see it, it there. Uh, Arsene's Double Double is a cool cat and his magic hat. It's a fun little book. Uh, again, this does go out a month before Christmas. Uh, but the other one, which is quite a bit more sizable. Uh, I think I've seen this on a shelf. Supporting Arsenal is a funny old game. Seriously funny, yet funnily serious. Uh, now, I know Alan Davis does a podcast and Ramesh Ranganathan is, I've just read his memoir, which is not bad, is a huge Arsenal fan. And then lovely Matt Lucas, Arsenal. But um, most famous of all, Alex Brooker, who seems to yeah. have caught the zeitgeist very well. Yeah, no, there was a lot of that. I mean, it's just one of those quirky things that... Arsenal just seem to have more comedian fans than anyone else. And when you look into it, it's crazy. When you think about Clive Anderson and Dara O'Brien, as you said, Ron Anderson, I mean, there's Ian Stone, who's probably one of the funniest men I've ever met and a good friend. Um, there are people that I didn't even get in the book. You know, like Jack Whitesaw's a Arsenal fan, Bob Beckett's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> so, you know, there are people I didn't, you know, manage to pin down. So the, the book could have been even bigger than it was. Um, yeah, so, yeah, a fabulous, fabulous, funny journey. Uh, talking to all those individual comedians about their support of the club. So, uh, yeah, that was a real romp of a read, I think. And yet, even some of these Arsenal players have become comedians. Perry Groves, Ray Parler. They are entertaining, niche-targeted football broadcasters. Ian Wright, yeah. wonderful laugh. Really good at on England duty earlier this year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, some of them, I mean, Lee Dixon's, I mean, some of them are more serious. I mean, Martin Keogh and Lee Dixon are obviously a bit more serious, but Perry and Ray, it's more talk sport rather than television. But yeah, Perry's just a very funny guy, generally. Yes, we have a lot of Arsenal memoirs. There are certain teams like Liverpool in the 70s and United in the 90s where every player has brought out a book because it'll sell. And it's starting to look that way with the Arsenal Wenger 
team because Parler's got the Romford Pele. Um, has Martin Keown put out a book? Not yet. No. Not yet. Um, hmm. Perry Groves. We all live in a Perry Groves world. It's obviously pre that, but that's a funny. That's a funny book as well. Ray Parler's just got. He, he's a great storyteller. In fact, to be honest with you, I read the book and I, I did enjoy it. But I think some of those stories are better when he tells them, you know, on stage or, or on radio. Yeah, yeah. He, he, the timing of the guy is very good when he tells a story. It doesn't come across necessarily as well uh, in, in the written form. But no, yeah, very good. If you are putting together an evening with and you get a thousand people filling, I don't know, the Auburn Arena in St Albans and you can only pick three Arsenal legends from different periods of Arsenal history, uh, including ones from Herbert Chapman's time, um, if you so wish, would you just pick the the entertainers, or would you pick some some of the un, unsung heroes like Nicholas Bentner, perhaps? Oh dear, I think you'd probably go. I mean, if it was an evening of entertainment, you probably would go for the entertainers. I mean, the ones, the obvious ones that did the afternoon circuit, and Merce and, and, and Perry Groves, Ray Parler. I'll tell you, one of the funniest guys who's become a good friend since the Geordie book, and who, who, who is is absolutely worth it, worth the admission on his own, is Eddie Kelly. Uh, just. Very, very dry, very funny from the 71 team. But of all the guys I've met, and there's a lot of them now, um, you know, Frank McClintock's very good. Gentleman-wise, if I was going to have a host, if I was going to have a host yeah. for the entertainers, it'd be Bob Wilson. I mean, Bob Wilson is the literally one of the nicest people I've met in my life. Um, I'm going down to see him next week, actually, at his house. He's going to sign a load of books for me. Oh, um, great. He's, he, normally, he normally signs, he always has signed since, you know, since whenever. Um Arsenal forever, Bob Wilson. So I've just asked him if he can just change that for this particular book. Guess what he's going to sign? Um, Arsenal for everyone, Bob Wilson. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's going to be quite cool. But Bob is uh, Bob will be a perfect host for an evening like that. Yeah, if you could have Bob, I think I'd have Bob hosting, you know, probably Ian Wright, Ray Parler and one other I'd have to think about. Yeah, maybe from the 70s. No, I, I disagree. I'd pick you, Dave Seeger, and we'll find out why in the <laughs> second half. 